This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Mutt from Bow Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is a podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. It's really, really not that good. Episode number 148 of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast, right here in beautiful Sherrard, Illinois, 1600 Buckslayer Place is the address. Just don't tell the government that. We're in the Bucketorium. My name's Steve. In the studio today, Kurt. Hi. Eric. Well, good morning. <laughs> Hi. Good. Hello. Hi. Good morning. If you, Hey, if you're listening in the morning, good morning. You never know. If you're listening at night, good night. It feels good to be in the podcast studio, guys, with you, with you young gentlemen, you strapping young lads. Strapping young lads. There's no yeah. guest on the podcast today, no. and uh, we're going to kind of take this all over the place because we feel sometimes we just need to bullshit a little bit and yeah. do what hunting camp's all about. Um, hey, so that's what we're this, good at that. Yes, yeah, so that's what this whole episode will be on. Um, so if you're into that. That's great. Listen along. If not, skip to the next one when there isn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Strap in if you're ready for uh, an interesting ride. But, uh, you know, this, uh, this is a fun podcast. We couldn't do it without our wonderful partners at Elite Archery, EliteArchery.com. Go ahead and check them out. 
Scent Crusher, scentcrusher.com as well. Um, killing all your smelly feet needs. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot to put my scent crusher out <laughs> of the way here. My bad. Smith's Custom Meats and Deer Processing right there in lovely Viola, Illinois. A couple of hollers down. You know the deal. Right, right. And, of course, HHA Sports. Um, love them. Single pin sites are our beautiful man friend, Scott Bakken. Yep. Um, and getting ready for 3D season. Uh, the Virtus rest should be any day. We don't have ours yet. It's cool. No, yeah. You cool. know, I guess there's some more important people, but, uh, you know, it's cool. You know, it's no, not, that's awesome. That's no, a good yeah. cause for our veterans. Um, Virtus 22, the, Oh, what is it? Twenty-two veterans a day. Is that the statistic? Twenty-two yes. veterans a day take their lives uh, due to PTSD. They're trying to put an end to that. That number needs to be negative twenty-two. All those men need to be, you know, brought back. I mean, we we, we should never uh, men and women. I should say, we never should have uh, should have lost these these wonderful people. But you know, it's the sad reality, and whatever anyone can do, do it. You know, go donate to a charity, buy the Virtus Rest. 2.2% is going to go to veteran charities. So, right. speaking. Good, co- good cause. Left up warranty, too. Well, you yes. got a veteran shout out today, Steve? Speak, well, I wanted to roll into this of uh, the veteran charities. The Dark Horse Lodge is getting the ball rolling. Yep. It's going to be a peaceful re- retreat for combat vets. Check them out, darkhorselodge.org. It's like right outside Paris, Tennessee. Um, one of these days we're going to uh we're going to post like a picture of uh, where it's going to be but they broke ground everything's going on again a peaceful we'll po- hopefully podcast with them soon so we can talk about everything they have going on but yeah absolutely uh, and again a peaceful retreat for combat vets they're going to be able to you know hopefully hunt fish do all that all things that are good relax. all things that are good yeah relax it's just a nice thing these guys went over guys and gals i should say good things going on over there Let's talk about this while we're on talking about Dark Horse Lodge. Exactly. Oh, you knew where I was going. Um, next weekend, if you're listening to this as it's released, May 6th here in Illinois, um, right around the Quad City area near Moline, Illinois. If you're in the area and you're interested, um, it's actually going to be in Milan, Illinois. Um, if you're interested, we're having our shoot. Um, we do this every year. And it's people message us and they're like, hey, man, what uh, is your 3D shoot? Is it known distance, unknown distance? So it's like, well, it's neither. It's, it's, it's for fun. It's yeah. not like a 3D shoot. It's it's getting people together and it's shooting your bow and having a good time. And what we're doing is 25 bucks a person and we're going to donate donate a majority of the proceeds to the Dark Horse Lodge to help them get rolling. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna have a cookout. We'll be drinking some cold ones. Um, having bows, yeah, or some warm bows. ones if we run out of ice. We don't play, you know. What <laughs> yeah, I mean? so it's we just like to get people together, and, and that's really the basis of this whole podcast is doing what we're doing right now. Three bow hunters sitting in a room during the off season, shooting the breeze, shooting the breeze, and uh, shooting something. So shooting we're gonna have bows. we're gonna have some three D targets out. We're gonna it's gonna be shoot down style. Like everyone's on the line. There's targets at different distances. We're gonna play some games. It's it's always a good time. Oh yeah. Um, sometimes everyone can make it out, and there's a bunch of people there. And sometimes everyone has to work or family stuff going on. But no matter how many people show up, we are having fun to the yeah. fullest. So. It's gonna be awesome. I'm super excited for it. You're gonna, you guys are gonna hear about me stomping out cold, Eric and Steve at the shoot, just completely we, making we, them we look are, like idiots. We've already went over this. That's not how this works. And you're gonna hear about <laughs> uh, Steve out drinking Kurt and Eric because uh, after the shoot, training. Yeah, after the shoot. 
<laughs> it's uh, it's going to be a fun time, and we're all going to get together, have a good time. Again, we're going to be sending some money to Dark Horse Lodge. So get in contact with us. We're on social media, you know, Working Class Bowhunter, Facebook, Instagram, if it, Twitter. If anyone wants to come, just email us, right? Yep. Yeah. And, and then speaking of all that, if you want to email us, there's a form. We'll send you the form, password, and all that. Um, and you fill out, and, and you fill out the form whether you're going to come and all this stuff. And uh, you can come on out, have a great time with us. That also being said, if you head over to workingclassbowhunter.com, ah. the store just went live like five minutes before we started recording this podcast. Um, we're waiting on shirt order, shirt orders. We're waiting on uh, hats. Um, other stuff's coming to the store. But for now, there is our regular hat that we have um, in some decals and, and koozies and stuff up there for right now. Just yep. the smaller goodies. The other stuff is getting rolling. There's kind of a, yeah. a weight and a hold up on it, but it, it's coming along. Workingclassboner.com. Go on there. The store is live. So, so it should be good. If you have any issues, again, get in contact with us. We'll get it right. We'll get everything straightened out for you. So this is this is awesome. This is new to us, having a store available. We want to be able to get you guys all the gear that you've been asking for. And, hey, we're happy to provide over, it. Long overdue. Yes. Long so, overdue. To the episode. This is a – there's no topic, no no defined thing. Not really. We kind of went in unscripted 100% on this because sometimes they make for good episodes, sometimes they're really bad. And then we might do like a uh, second half interview Steve's <sighs> life. We might have like a 60 minutes, only more like a 30 minutes. Of Steve's yeah. life. Good Lord. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the industry. We we I like to talk about the industry and analyze where it's at and where it's mm-hmm. going. We do a lot. We go on rants sometimes, um, but it needs to be done sometimes. It does. It's a, it's a great time to do. It's good though because yeah. you kind of we evaluate ourselves at the same time, sure. and I feel like that's important. I yeah. get to step back and it might some people they might be like, man, these guys are being negative. These guys are being shit talkers, or these guys are just being I don't know. Who knows? You or might you might agree, agree with us one hundred percent. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we don't know. I'm going to ask. Let's talk about like hunting television because there's so many hunting shows going on right now, and it's, it's uh, crazy. You can't even keep up with them all anymore, dude. Well, honestly, ev- everything, everything hunting is. If you're talking like hunting teams that for some reason just have a social media page but don't actually do anything but just be a team with their buddies, which is completely fine. Yeah. I, I didn't mean like they don't actually do anything. They don't have a production. Guys just sit around talking to the microphones and drink a <laughs> beer once a week. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, well, geez. <laughs> but, but even like podcasts, um, social media pages, television shows, internet web shows, YouTube or Carbon TV or yeah. My Outdoor TV, it, it's all of it's a saturated market now because well, sure. access to cameras and equipment is so yeah. so easy. But you know what I might, uh, if if I may, I, yeah. I don't know where you want to go with Spit that. Get some game here. Let's hear it. So where where I think it's going to be, it's a good thing. Where it's going, it is good. It's it's very good. Competition is going to bring out the best in you. So you know if you got a couple dudes that you wanted to start a podcast with, or you wanted to start a hunting show with. Any of that, you know where everybody's at, and if you want to stand out, be a top guy. Well, and anymore these days, it's possible to do it. You know, yeah. back you know, right. 10, 15 years ago, it was like, how do I start my own TV show? Yeah, there was a lot right. of money. And like, Dude, no one really knew how to do it, but now it's totally possible for anyone to do people it. Are, yeah. li- people are millionaires for just getting up and just talking in front of a YouTube camera about hot topic issues. You get in that, front of anyone now just because of the internet. Yeah, it's oh, sure. it's no joke. People are millionaires off that. So there's definitely a market for – obviously, I think what's really going to help the hunting industry is is 
deals like Carbon TV. And you hear us talk mm. about them all the time because we love them. Because it's, I love a, Carbon it, TV. It's accessibility or accessibility. Sure, yeah. It's Whatever. one of those two. We get Pick it. it. We get it. Well, well, you can go on there anytime. I don't have to sit there and wait till Sunday. DVR, I think, really helped the game. But, but I think that's all That's all going to be gone. I mean, it's going to go away. Oh, yes. Uh, scheduled television yes. is not going to last well, any longer. The, the thing is with a production, though, no matter if it's like mm-hmm. a television show, a podcast, YouTube, wh- whatever, um, even if you just try and, you're trying to make a production, a hunting show production through Snapchat, which that's an idea, and uh, I'll take credit it's, for it's that if possible. you do it. We should do that. We should film a hunting show. It's just all Snapchats. Like you <laughs> have that, our story would be yeah. like three it's a show. million seconds long. It's a show, yeah. Just our Snapchat story. But um, someone will come out with that. Oh, yeah. oh for sure. Um, They'll figure out something. Well, as I was saying, oh, it's such a saturated market. Like now, even in the last year, there's been a hundred more podcasts. And I oh, partially sure. probably because of, I mean, Joe Rogan podcast is one of my favorite podcasts. Well, but Cam Haynes and, and no, John Dudley. It's and, all because of us. Let's, let's not beat around the bush. It's because <laughs> we are the... Finest bow hunting podcast ever to be produced. Well, in Shira, like, I <laughs> what I was getting at is like whether you're in a podcast, a hunting show, or whatever is, it's yeah, you, anyone can have one. Yeah, and it's like okay, it looks saturated, but if you break it down, like if you think hunting shows, and you someone says top five hunting shows, Steve, go top five hunting shows right now. Top five. Uh, See, I put you on the spot. There's so many, it's gonna be hard oh, to yeah. Identify. And it's like, okay, where do but, I start? But you, ha- but you have a top five though. Name name top five that come to your head right now. Don't even think. Just name top five hunting shows. Virtue. Yep. Keep going. You're too slow. Heartland Bow Hunter. Mm-hmm. Respect the game. Mm-hmm. Bone Collector. One more. And number five. I'm. Man, I'm. I think I'm gonna go with. Uh... You rattled off ones you actually watch. Yeah, and these are the ones did. I watch. I was going to uh, say, like, I'll, top I'll do, five come to mind right now. Red boom. Arrow. Red Arrow. Okay. Th- these are the ones. That, these are top five to me. Oh, so why, you mean. Why? I just, what I want to, like, it was kind of like, I say this, top of your head. What oh, so, so, like. But what you did now is fine. Now name, now, name off or say, mention, why did those why did those shows stick out to you? And why were those the shows that rattled off and not the other million shows? Well, here's, uh, most of them, it's because I've got, uh, have you gotten to know some people personally, which social media, that's a real easy thing to do. I just love the virtue and it was great to meet Philip. That has no damper on anything like that. Okay, I like we're, that. It, we're a little biased there. Yeah. That's more of a bias. And, and so that's a biased thing. But, uh, when I kind of put you on the spot too. Yeah, no, when we were first getting Clark on and I hadn't watched respect the game because I don't have, uh, I don't. I don't have the the channel, the Outdoor Network, or Sportsman's. I don't have Your episodes are online. I don't have cable, but they are online, and I found out that they were online. Yep. And that was another key. And I started watching. I was like, Oh, cool! I get to you know check this out. And the production's good. And I fell in love with the show. It wasn't because I was like, Oh, I know that guy on there. I know that guy on there. It was one of those things that, yeah, I was able to to access it. But if I didn't know any of the guys on there but i found out i could watch that it's it'd still be top five what i was kind of getting at is like their own each show has their own dynamic is kind of what like, yep. you're getting at their own unique thing that sets them aside a little bit sure. from other shows and that's what makes them stand out to you like if you just some subconsciously just named off those shows of course we know some of them but even then like we talked to Paul Biggs last week and Larry McCoy and Clark and yeah, Ross. And they talk about their... Well, the, the cool thing about Respect the Game is what, what I'm getting at here is 
Like they don't have one guy that runs their yeah, show. Yeah, exactly. It's like they a, have multiple. They have a family of guys that run their show in, in a different sort of mm-hmm. way. Like each episode is unique in its own way by who is on it. But more what I'm leaning towards is like Kip Campbell from Red Arrow and the Bone Collector Boys. They're dynamic in personality and how they do things. Yeah, they're top guys. It's sta- it's stands them out from the rest of the crowd. And that's the thing with the podcast. Some people might absolutely hate us, but then some people might prefer it because Steve is crazy. Eric's like few words, but he says what he means. And I don't even know. I can't even analyze myself, but it's, oh, you're just Kurt. I'm just me, you know, <laughs> just white trash. Yeah, it's all so, it is. So, so it's bring just, it back. Watch this. And you know what I'm saying though? Yeah, Does that make and, sense? Oh, My yeah, point. Absolutely. This is how it watches. I'll tie this into pro wrestling. Like I always yeah, do. Like, here we go. Fuck all me, right, huh? here we go. Here we go. <laughs> so the way you can tie that in is I'm going to go take a nap quick. All right, and, and why I think that I got to poop. There's a <laughs> Kurt poops live on the podcast. Let He's us been know gone when, 35 minutes. Let us know when you're done with this. Yeah. So, See this red button here on the recording software? Just hit that when you're done, Steve. Okay, yeah. So just press it. You don't want it lit up. Here's here's why. You start putting all this, um, everything out there, you never know who's going to be the next Michael Waddell. And a lot of the guys we talk to that have just been yeah, cats, they're in Mercer County. You know, say you had all these different wrestling territories. Well, if they're not all televised, you know, some guys up in you know, Canada might not know who Ric Flair is. Obviously, we do now because you're able to reach the masses. But when you're working a specific territory, you're not going to know these guys. You know, you're not going to know who the Rock and Roll Express is. <laughs> I think with uh, with as uh, as cool as it as cool as a tool as the internet is, I think that. The more that there's to offer, the better stars that are going to come out of it. Yeah, I agree. You know I what agree mean? I, and I'm not, and I'm not going to try and put down any anyone like uh, Michael Waddell or T-Bone and them guys because them dudes grinded. And this is back in the time where oh, those dudes are they're good at what they do, man. Oh, yeah. yeah, and, and they work they work together or good together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was no sure. hunt, you're going to make money hunting at that time. No, that wasn't ever going to happen. Same thing with like you they're know, pioneers, Swaddell, and yeah, all, and for sure, Blanton yeah. and all them guys. Pioneers. But they're really really good at what they do. So mm-hmm. the I think that it's also nowadays with the experience too. They've been doing it for yeah, so long. Exactly. But, no one starts that good at like. It's weird, man. If you ever had a camera put on you or a mic shoved in your face, it's weird to be natural. Mm-hmm. But how long did it take them for them to get to this point where they're at now? It took, I mean, forever. Hey, yeah. but let me but let me put this in your head. How long do you think it would have taken them to get if if there was no these bone days, collector? These yeah, days. and, oh, and say there was an idea for for bone collector to start in 2016. How soon do you think they would have been top guys? I think it takes way know. longer these days than it did back then. Do you think so? I yeah, I, I would. Look, I would the, because I, you, I would agree with Eric because of this. Because the internet wasn't around, but if you got in with the right crew and you did it right, like the juries, like they just grinded it out on their own and did it and killed big bucks, and then it's like, damn, these dudes from Iowa or wherever they're from, you know, when they all started, I think it snowballs has a it's. It okay. takes more work and it's harder to get in front of people, but once you do, I think it takes off because there's no one else doing it. Yeah, but you. you're saying it takes longer. So obviously, with the well, with the market being, it's a, yeah, it's a tough question. What it, it is, it is but, a tough question. It could go. I think that question could go either way. Yeah, and you. I had think to, back then in 1995, if you took 
15 grand and threw it at some cameras and i don't know how much cameras were back then so just say that i got you a couple cameras and some software or you could hide some vcr tape yeah vhs (laughs) whatever you you could hire a guy to do that for you and then get it to the right people i feel like your money would go further then than it would now and i think too back then the the industry was a lot a lot smaller than it is now Right, right. So you you, yeah. you only had to get it out to a certain f- select. Well, few. you could watch like the top three five hunting shows that were in the game then, and you're like, okay, this is what they're doing. I'm going to do this a right. little okay, differently, right. okay. rather so, wow. than you look at a hundred shows and go, okay, you're like, oh shit, now what do I do? Yeah, but you're like, here, how the hell do I be different out of you, all that? But check this out. Okay, so you're thinking, let let let's fast forward to 2017. You can put a video out right away and people are going to be able to access it where back in the day when the Drury's, you know, or like any of the Monster Bucks VHS were coming out, you know, you had to take a drive, you know, you had to wait till they were released, take a drive to the video store, you know, you were waiting there as a kid while your old man was in the section that no kids were allowed in, then you guys got, both got your, whatever movies you wanted and you had to wait a while and a it was tougher. like... Well, see, I still like that, I still like that shit where you got to wait it oh, it's, to see it, you it's know, it's great. Not I still buy the DVD, buy DVDs and stuff you, like that. I do I too. Buy hard copies, but yeah. that's not what the majority is doing. No, man. you're right. Oh, it's you're not. That's not what the so they're like. Hey, I shot this deer on Saturday. Here's the here's the episode for it. Yeah, here's the sneak like their peek. Turn boom. Around, their turnaround is insane. Which you, now. I do not hate. Um, oh, I don't probably going to be either. one of those guys that I. Again, there's nothing like, that it beats. Was, it was okay. Look at uh. Whitetail Adren- Adrenaline, when yeah. Jared Scheffler shot that monster, and all of a sudden it was just preview after preview, and then when it came out, I bet you they sold millions of copies. Oh, for sure, because that, that deer was a monster. But, you know, what the where I'm coming from, because I used to work at a record store, and I still love collecting vinyl, and I love CDs, and I love hard copies. I haven't made that full transition to having everything on an iPhone, Number one, because I accidentally... T- Here's a little tech tip for, uh, Spotify, for you man. guys out there. Um, if you're ever offered an iPhone and they give you like a 32 gig, get the 128 gig because you're not going to have any room for anything. Well, we don't know what you're doing on your phone, so... I'm not doing... I can't do anything because like, <laughs> the software keeps updating. But I haven't made that transition to having all my media on, on a phone. Like, I still love hard copies, but... Let me switch gears here because I, I feel like I, I okay I get where you're, I get where you're going yeah. with this I didn't mean to cut you off but that. you know because you can buy Monster Bucks like on iTunes you I know, know but I'd much rather have the hard copy I'm oh, different I would though. too I'm, I'm, different I'm right there with you I have See, a library, it don't, it don't so. matter to me like if I can watch it I'll buy it either I just way. like to have it physically but um no you get what do you guys cover? do like our listeners do you still buy hunting DVDs like the physical copy do you do everything online where do you go to get your DVDs do you order from their website. Or do you not care? Do you just watch whatever's online for free or YouTube? Or uh, that would be interesting to hear from everyone what mm-hmm. they do and and who's your what's your favorite show right now? Um, and that being said, who's your favorite outdoor personality? Steve, who's your favorite outdoor personality? And then Eric, I, I just gave you time to think about it. One of my top favorites, I'm going to say, yeah. Is why don't you go Kip, ahead, Kip first, Campbell yeah. from Red Arrow? Yeah, yeah. just because his personality, he's freaking hilarious. His little infomercials are hilarious. Yes, that's what I love about him. And then meeting him at the ATA, he was exactly the same as he was on his infomercials. He actually know? is, yeah. yeah. Steve, all right. So I've only talked to the guy on the phone once, and this is just this is this is my top guy right now, and it could change within a couple of days, but. 
just seeing everything that the dude's doing, I got I got to say Dan Drake. I don't know why. I just every time that guy, I'm glued to the screen. Dan Drake from does, Scent Crusher. Dan Drake yep. from Scent Crusher. Yeah, I should mention that Scent Crusher. Great dude. But yeah, because he just I, I yep. remember when we first talked to him, uh, and maybe I am a little biased. You know, we, we've been working with him, but like the first time we talked to him. Like you're a great dude, and I wish everybody could meet you. And the thing about Dan is he is happy all the time. He that's, seems like that's it. The thing. Yeah, he seems like he's just a good time. He's just full of life, man. That's your favorite outdoor personality in general as a whole. He's well, not necessarily on. I mean, he's been on shows, but this is just because you know because the things that. Um, and here's where I think I get a little little caught up for all you guys who are like. Oh yeah, you're only saying that because uh, you know they uh, they sponsor a show or whatever. No, it's the way that I see things on Instagram when I get time to. I wish Instagram didn't go to like random stuff. I wish it was like how it used to be, where it was like per t- and Facebook went to that where it's like the algorithms. I really enjoy him because of that bubbly person. I, I like having positivity in my life. I think. You guys, I'd be interested to see you guys hanging out at a hunting camp. Yeah, I've, I've, and again, I've not met the guy, um, but you know, I, on television, like if someone's going to watch a show. So if someone's going to watch a show, and and pick quicker, oh, buddy, I did. I don't be know. faster. I I don't know. What about you? What you say, and I'll think about it. So I've got like Man, seven I could pick from. I grew up like a lot of people, like such a Waddell fan, just growing up. Um, David Blanton, for some reason, I just grew up watching Monster Bucks. Was the what oh, I, what yeah. I grew up you can watching? Only pick one, but if I, yeah, if I had to pick one, like currently, like I'll, I'll always be a fan of like the, just the real tree boys. Like I've always just I've always been into what they did, what they've done. It's always been a part of my hunting camp though, so it's, yeah. I have a different look on it. You know what I mean? Like T Bone, of course. Like it's been so good to us. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Currently, like my favorite like TV show personality I, right now, I got to go Philip Vanderpool. I do, yep. man. Yep. Because I love watching. He's so he's so wild. But like, you're biased because you met him in life. No, in real no, life. no. Because I, he, he's such a good dude, man. I, we didn't get to see a whole lot of bubbly out of him. He's busy, you know, at the show and stuff. We did. We got to see quite a bit, but it's you can see his like passion through through the the show, like through. He his, loves everything he does. You can't oh, just like he turn, loves it. You can't turn that on and off like for a camera. No, you know what I mean. What do you guys listen to other podcasts besides like hunting podcasts or or not? Oh, me. I, I honestly don't know oh, either one of you. Yeah, I, yeah, I do. Name sure. off. Name off, recommend. I've always wanted to do this. We've never really had this segment lately. Like, name off a couple like recommended podcasts that you have. Ooh. Oh, I don't listen to very many of them, honestly. Really, Dude, for sure. Dudley, Bill Burr. I I've listened to Dudley's quite a bit. Just for the oh, Dudley, you're talking hunting podcast. I thought you were talking well general. podcast any, in general. Any podcast, podcast in general. Yeah, oh, dude, Bill Burr, Monday Morning Podcast. It's a great podcast. Sometimes on Tuesdays it comes out. <laughs> Sometimes on Thursdays. <laughs> it's just, that's such a fun podcast to just get you through the day. And Bill Burr is one of those guys that, you know, every, every time you're, you know, you, you, there's sayings in, in Hunt Camp, you know, it seems all oh, big buck down or rage in the cage. Every time I, like, hear something on the radio where it's like, zip recruiter, I'll deal with Bill Burr, zip. Rick Gruda. It's just something that helps you get through. A what week. other podcast do you listen to? Uh, you know, we do Rogan. I do Rogan um, when I can. 
Listen, you hated Rogan, man, for the longest time. I never hated Rogan. I just I couldn't get into it or what? Because I, when I was doing stand-up, every single stand-up comedian had a podcast. So if you want to talk about yeah. a saturated market, you know, I knew some guys that were like, hey, we're doing a stand-up podcast. So I was like, yeah, good luck. I was like, you better come with a gimmick because everything's already ate up. I see your point. Uh, so, another Bill Burr, Rogan. Uh, what else would I, I would do? Bill Burr, Rogan. Mm. I don't, I honestly don't listen to that many. Just really? I don't have think, time uh, to sit down Mike, and listen to one, you know? Yeah, Mike Rowe had a cool podcast. I was listening oh, to Oh, that'd be a, a good one. I'll tell you what's in my podcast subscriptions right now. Oh, Steve Austin show. Um, he has a podcast. Yeah, he has a, Steve Austin has a really good podcast. I have in my podcast subscriptions, I have Bill Burr Monday Morning Podcast, Meat Eater Podcast with Steve Ranella, the Aubrey Marcus Podcast. That one, um, I recommend it, man. If you're wanting to get in touch with your like spiritual side or like just become a better person, I feel like Aubrey Marcus is a good one. Oh, for sure. He'll like, uh, you, you'll analyze yourself a lot. And I need to listen to this podcast a little more, probably. Um, I got Knock On, John Dudley. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Fighter and the Kid podcast is is a hilarious podcast. You listen to Ed, uh, Eddie. Joe, Joe Regan. Ed, Eddie Bravo is the man. He kind of came back with, like, they were doing a Flat Earth thing. They and... were arguing over Flat Earth for, like, an hour. Oh, I love it. I so love Eddie funny. Bravo. Um, is that where you guys got that from? Yeah, that's why. I, I always talk, because it's hilarious. It's a hilarious conspiracy that it's, I've, like, come on. Dude, I follow something. They make shirts on Instagram. It's like Flat Earth Shirt Company, and it's just, I you know, I kind of enjoy it. But I, I want hate, a shirt that just says the Earth is flat because yeah. it's ridiculous. I hate how, like, they talk down <laughs> to, like, oh, you globe heads. It's like, all right, yeah, let's calm down, people. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's put that on one of our shirts. The Earth is flat. Shooting yeah. as flat as the Earth, there, bud. Yeah, my bow's so flat. You think the Earth, my bow shoots so fast? You think the Earth was flat? flat yeah, <laughs> Lord. Um, God. So I don't know, man. Like just analyzing the industry is kind of a, a cool thing, and, and analyzing archery. Like, where where do you think the industry is going to go? Like, is it going to get crazier with the bows? Like, wh- where do you draw the line? Well, and that's the thing too with the bows. You know, you think, okay, what can they come out with next? Yeah, I mean, what, how do, what what can they do better? But I they always seem to do it. I don't know how. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't. It's got to be in your limb and cam system, I would think. It, oh, but it's like, got to be how that's all engineer. You know, we're no. That's what powers here. the bow. It, but I mean, what? Where I guess does it the go? riser design and everything has something to do with it for the stiffness and whatever else. Oh, I wish I had my form on here. There's a so like the Pope and Young Club is. You know the Pope and Young Club and the in uh, the Boone and Crockett Club are like that's the the ba- that's the standard for yeah, for the measuring industry. Well, so like the Pope isn't and there Young, isn't there for Pope and Young like that actual actual can only be twenty? Isn't there a is it twenty nine inches? Uh, I'm trying to pull it up right now. Minimum, I, I should know it by heart. But um, this break brought to you by Bush Lattes. Um, <laughs> Well, Kurt finds it up. Equipment definitions, I think this is. Okay, so speaking of like where things are going, like um, Pope and Young, if, for those of you who don't know, check out Pope. It's pope-young.org. Um, and it's it's the bow hunting record book, essentially. Is that fair to say? It is the bow hunting record book. It's oh, the, yeah, because it's bow hunting only. It's the fair chase bow hunting record book, and it's based it off is. the Boone and Crockett scoring system. They, they share the same system, and that yeah. is... You know, one side 
the other, you know, one one antler, the other antler spread. Yeah, this it's minus the deductions from side to side. It's essentially in order. I I I don't know how to explain this more than what you're going to go and do. You have to have certain equipment. You have to hunt them a certain way. You know, we can't be. But well, you can't argue with the way they're hunted because it's a fair chase. It, that's that's true. You know, people might. Anyway, let me get into this. I mean, right, it's yeah, like any it. other record book, though. I mean, you're not hunting at a petting zoo. You know, you're not gonna. So if if you guys are, me- I'm a member of the Pope and Young Club. I've been a member and a measure of the Pope and Young Club. I've been a member since 2008 or nine. I've been a measure since 2010. Um, I like the Pope and Young Club. I think. For a time there, I thought the Pope and Young Club was a little dated and had to kind of uh, roll along with the times here. And they they have a bit, and, and they're improving. The club's going to get better. And I think it's just going to keep getting better. It might take some time, but and, I... And if you do sign up, you get an awesome uh, magazine and from the Pope and Young. You get two. You get the Ethic and you get the, uh, is it the Bowhunting magazine. The Ethic is awesome. Um, so... Yeah, I, I'm a big supporter of the program, and I, I do – I love I, the, the club's going to keep getting better and better. Um, but for those of you who don't know, the, the Pope and Young Club – this is on their website. The Pope and Young Club has established the following standard definitions of bow hunting equipment. Um, one, hunting bow. A hunting bow for big game shall be a long bow, flat bow, recurve bow, compound bow, or any combination of these these designs meeting the following requirements and restrictions. Number one. A device for launching an arrow which derives its propulsive energy solely from the bending and recovery of two limbs. So I got a quick quick question. Yeah. I wonder, so like, you know when the first compound came out? Like, I wonder how long it took for Pope and Young to recognize that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Well, the club's been around since. Man, I should, have, I should know this. I don't know. I should know. But you know what I'm saying? Though, like, if, the, if there, I wonder if there's like a time there where they're like, eh, I don't know if we can consider this to play right. the record book. That's a good point. But okay, so a device which derives its propulsive energy solely from bending and recovery of two limbs. So no air bows is what you're saying. <laughs> yes, that <laughs> excludes. We're not, we're not going there today. <laughs> the damn air bow. Two. The bow must be hand drawn by a single and direct uninterrupted pulling action of the shooter. The so bowstring must arms. I'm not done. The bowstring <laughs> must be moved from the brace height to full draw position by the muscle power of the shooter's body. The energy used to propel the arrow shall not be derived from any other source such as hydraulic, pneumatic, mechanical or similar devices. Air. These limitations shall not exclude the mechanical leverage advantage provided by eccentric wheels or cams. So long as the available energy stored in the bent limbs of the bow is the sole result of a single, continuous, and direct point effort by the shooter. So the limbs or the, the cams and everything like that is fine. Good to go, yeah, because you're still pulling it back. So, yeah, obviously the energy is in the cams. In the limbs. Or in the limbs, yeah. So, yeah, you're good to go there. Right, right, this, is, this is and number three. The bow must be handheld. One hand shall hold the bow and the other shall draw the bowstring. The bowstring must be moved and or held at all posi- all points in the draw cycle entirely by muscle power of the shooter until release. The bowstring must be released as a direct and conscious action of the shooter's 
either relaxing the tension of the fingers or triggering the release action of a handheld release aid. Four, the bow shall be no, be no shorter than 30 inches. That's obviously axle to axle. I would assume so, yes. Yeah. I don't know for sure. I mean, maybe, I, I don't know. That could go from top cam to the bottom of the cam. Yeah, because... But I don't know. You could have a bow that's a foot with huge cams. So. <laughs> yeah, you could have a foot-long bow with, yeah, 15-inch cams. Yeah, that's um, a... Okay, that's interesting. Exceptions. Physically handicapped bow hunters shall be accepted from the requirements of holding or shooting the bow with their hands. So, shall be accepted from the requirements. I don't know, like, if you had to do it with your feet. Oh, yeah, I wonder. Or, like, your teeth. Yeah, yeah. maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe. Um, exclusions. The following shall not be considered a hunting bow. A, number one on the list. A, number one on the list. A, number one on the list. 1A. A crossbow. Yep. A crossbow. B, (laughs) (laughs) any device with a gun-type stock or incorporating any devices or mechanism that holds the bowstring at partial or full draw without the shooter's muscle power. So remember, get a forearm grip. (laughs) Just don't shoulder it. I'm reading this whole thing. I don't know why. Electronic or battery-powered devices shall not be attached to a hunting bow, with the exception of recording devices that cast no light towards the target and do not aid in range-finding, sighting, or shooting the bow. So you can't put a laser on your bow and get in the Pope and Young Club. No. No, you could not. <clears throat> Just like that uh, rangefinder I had mounted on my bow at one time. You had a rangefinder mounted on your bow? I did at one time. What's this right here? No portion of the bow's riser um, handle, parentheses, or any track, trough, channel, or other device that attaches directly to the bow's riser shall contact, support... And or guide the arrow from a point rearward of the bow's brace height. What? Yeah, run. That's kind of I, I have no idea what you just said. No portion of the bow's riser or track trough channel or other device that attaches directly to the bow's riser shall contact support and or guide the arrow from a point rearward of the bow's brace height. So would that be like? I get. I don't. I don't have any. I'm trying like to that. think of something. Would that like be like a like an a, example? One of those sh- steady form things that comes off the back of your riser and holds onto your forearm for you. Uh, no, that wouldn't no, be it. No, I don't know. I don't get that. I mean, maybe I'm, I'm reading it wrong. I don't get it. I don't. It doesn't make sense. Really, <laughs> kid came and read. Move on. Um, let off for compound bows. Why will you? T- where did you get on all this? I've lost. I lost track already. I've kind of been. This is actually interesting it's to like, read. This is why we're winging it. Um, let off for compound bows. There's no maximum let off for a handheld hand release bow. We do gather statistics on this data, therefore we state how let off should be measured, which is really cool about Pope and Young. If if you ever enter an animal in, in the record book, and I'm a measure, so like if Steve entered a, an animal, you'd fill out a, a fair chase form. Yeah, and basically what it does fair is, chase affidavit. It, it, yeah, it collects data from you. So if your bow was a 80 percent let off bow, you put in 80%. You'd put the brand, you'd put the weight and length of your arrow, the grains of your broadhead, fixer mechanical broadhead, tree, how'd you kill it from a tree stand? How many shots did you take all this? And they, they use this and they put out, um, I haven't got one in a long time. I have one somewhere around here in the studio. Um, it's like a book of statistics. Oh yeah. And it has the dates and, and all that. So you can see like, 
well, these are the highest success rates of these dates, like November 1 through November 6 for Pope and Young, whatever animal you want to look up. And once you enter it in there, it's in there forever. Yeah, you are a part of bow hunting history, which I'm, I have one in, and I have a pile of other ones that I exactly. haven't entered. Yeah. I, so, have, I have one in there also. Uh, hunting arrow. This is kind of, should I go through all this? Uh, they're, they're quick. Hunting arrow. Hunting arrow shall have the following characteristics. It shall be a projectile at least 20 inches overall length. The length of the arrow shall be measured from the rearward point of the knot. I mean, at that point, it's a bolt, you know, if you get shorter. Yeah, you really know, That's is. what they're trying to prevent. Um, fletching shall be attached to the the aft end. A broadhead shall be mounted on the fore end. The arrow shall weigh no less than 300 grains with the broadhead attached. Which Oh, that's, that's kind of interesting. You'd be shooting a real light arrow. Um, If you shot like a 290-grain arrow with the broadhead attached. Uh, yeah, because who... I don't know who would do that, but exclusion: well, no electronic or battery-powered devices shall be attached to the arrow, with the exception of lighted knocks. With the exception of lighted knocks, if for those of you who didn't know, Pope and Young is accepting that now. So because uh, that was a big, big thing there for a while, was it? That no one it was yeah. kind of on the fence about it. Yeah, that's like they the wouldn't whole thing. do it. They wouldn't. They wouldn't accept lighted knocks. That's for like the, the right. time. that's like the whole thing when when you go to try and buy beer and your driver's license is expired. It's like. Well, what's the holdup? Let me say this, guys. There's uh, the cool thing about the Pope and Young is if there's a debatable topic like that and they're being hard pressed for it, you will be involved in the vote. And you, you basically they have voting and elections and stuff within the Pope and Young Club. You can decide if you're unhappy with the club and its current state, you can vote and change it. And uh, we got a vote, except Light of Knox or not. And. Uh, Oh, man, that was several years ago. I don't know how long it's been. Probably overwhelming. Four or five years ago now. Uh, yeah, that'd probably be a good guesstimate. I got to be honest. I said no at first. I voted no. Why? I just thought I'm for it now, but at the time, I was like so like, no, no batteries. Just keeping it traditional. I was, not traditional, but you know, otherwise I'd be hunting with a recurve. But like, I was like, where does it stop? Right. That was right. my mindset at okay. the time. Yeah, all right. I can kind of get it. Uh, like, I told people that. I'm like, I voted no. I voted no in the light of Knox. I felt like I had, like, committed some sort of, like, everyone's like, what? Why? I'm like, I, where does it stop? Yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? You, I don't, mean, you don't use them, do you? Mm-mm. I'm going to probably. I don't right now. Currently, I don't. I think they're, I mean, amazing. I mean, there's so many benefits and, and no yeah, you negative. Can, you can see your error right away, so, like, you can know, hey, I'm completely aware. What kind aware. of blood do I got? You know, right? I'm completely aware. There's yeah. the the positives completely outweigh the negatives. There's I'm no a, negatives. Absolutely. I'm 100 percent on board. I understand it. They're but you get my other point, though. I feel you. They're yeah, a little bit heavier. Here's my thing. Again, you're you're Pope and Young. It's a very classic organization. You're like, you know, I can't wait till we're having this podcast in like four years, and Kurt's like, dude, I totally love the air bow. <laughs> he just grows to like it. Dude, I told you, man, I hated that air bow at first, but now I kind of get it. It's kind of growing on me, man. It's kind of growing well, on I me. I totally feel it, man. Well, the thing is with, like, the light of knock it is I get it, man. But at the time, it's – I just want to see bow hunting be a tradition that sticks around forever. And, yeah, absolutely. And that, I, joke, I joke around a lot, and I'm more harsh on crossbows than what I should be. But, you know, if you got to use a crossbow, you by all means. Like, if I get a shoulder injury, I'll be out tomorrow with a fucking crossbow. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you know, yeah, I will be. I, we, will, we will not let you. We I'll, won't let you do it. Kurt's going morel hunting with a crossbow. <laughs> I'll punch you with the one arm I do have. <laughs> there um, you go. But you know what I mean? Like, uh, our buddy Matt, 
Matt and Clark, you know, Matt broke his arm and he shot a world class deer with a crossbow, man. Like, do it. At yeah, least cool it wasn't with a rifle. I'm cool with limited season on limited season on crossbows, which I, I've come around even on that. And, I mean, uh, you know, if it gets uh, here's where I, where I feel with um, I just that. don't want it to be all the time. Well, I got news for you, buddy. If uh, if it gets well, people like, where they're the, like, they shoot a deer with a crossbow. What do you mean right? you got news for me? Uh, just just pay attention to the news, there, buddy. Things are uh, things are starting to move. We won't get into it too much, but um, people's heads are going to roll. If uh, if somebody gets into it, and, you know, say they're like, uh, and this probably wouldn't be a bad thing. Say someone's you know, twenty, maybe nineteen, twenty, maybe even thirty, and they're like, "Hey, I want to get into hunting, um, but I'm afraid that, like, you know, with a real bow, I won't be able to shoot as well, or maybe it's just like a kind of." Shooting a crossbow is very easy. It's a very easy thing to do. And that first deer that they put down, man, maybe they might give them the bug, and they're like, you know what? Wait, wait, let me read I you wanna... this. Let me read you some principles of bow hunting. I got a quick All question, right. though. Like, why does it bother you so much if it's year long? Because I don't think that... Season long, not like you're going to be in right, yeah, May. Yeah, yeah. Season <laughs> long, because I think that like archery season is so long because it's a challenge. Yeah. Like, you have to dedicate yourself to the challenge to be successful of bow hunting. Whereas with a crossbow, yeah, there may be more ethical shots being made, but it takes away from that, like, that tradition of bow hunting and dedicating yourself to the chase, to the challenge. Whereas it's like you're pulling a trigger. You're not propelling an arrow, a projectile through, just like when we read the definition of the bow and arrow. It's right. not that. It's not. It's like everything that's not that. And the thing is, it's like you're saying, well, what they're, they don't know if they can shoot well. Like, I don't know if they're up to the challenge. Well, if you get on here, like popenyoung.org, what is bow hunting? Here's the bullet points. Challenge, practice, simplicity, um, primitive, skill, discipline, outdoorsmanship, patience, craftsmanship. They missed one. Perseverance. Integrity oh. should be on there. But that is what bow hunting is, oh, and that's what sure. I always yeah. want bow hunting to be. And that's my concern. I, I, certain things is fine, like whatever. You know, if you're like we said before, I don't want to like hammer that in. If you're injured, that's cool. If if the season's even limited, if it's like a certain from this date to this date, open crossbow, like yeah, go for it. Where you can understand it. Yeah, it just it's it's one of them deals that That's me personally. That's not oh, yeah. me speaking for a working class bow hunter as a whole. So I'm I don't want Illinois to ever have a rifle season. I don't. But I have good friends that do that are like, man, I'd love to, I'd love to hunt with a rifle. No, hell no. But I say no. But Ugh. you see the numbers that they put up with shotgun season, dude. See, no, what, this is my point, no. kind of like the push for like let crossbow go all year. Oh, oh, hey man, let's get rifling. Yeah, we got crossbow now. It's fine. Everything was good. I think, uh, let's I think I was talking see. about that right now. Let's yeah, see. they're trying hey, to cringe and maybe we can hunt deer with tan right, man. It's cool. Yeah, and we had no, rifles, I, man. Last year was cool rifles, dude. I'm telling, I'm telling you, man, we're gonna hunt deer with trip wire, and it's gonna be where does yeah and. I'm I'm feeling where you're at. It's like, where does it end? You know, what did I would do? They did that, uh, and I don't know a whole lot about it, but it's like rifle, or it's pistol cartridges out of a rifle. And hey, yeah. you want me to read a crossbow policy statement on Bob and Young? God, no, I don't want to hear that, but all right. Is it any good? I don't know. I've never read it. Uh, I just, I just clubs position statements. So they have statements on Why certain things. Do they have things. a deer looking through a fence like the deer's can, in prison? Can shoots <laughs> position statement. All right. Um, they have drone position statement. 
antler horn buying position statement. Ooh. Party hunting, tracking dogs, search and recovery position statement. Oh, these are interesting. I didn't know this was on here. Yeah, share that. These are really good topics, actually. Um, okay. The Pope and Young Club. The Pope and Young Club was founded to promote bow hunting and to record for posterity and outstanding examples of North American big game animals taken solely with the hunting bow. For the purpose of the Pope and Young Club, a bow shall be defined as a longbow recurve or compound bow that is handheld and hand drawn and that has no mechanical device to enable the hunter to lock the bow at full or partial draw. Other than the energy stored by the drawn bow, no device to propel the arrow will be permitted. Consequently, the Pope and Young the Pope and Young Club does not consider the crossbow to be a hunting bow and will not, will not accept any trophies collected by crossbow hunters. Further, the Pope and Young Club considers the use of crossbows during the bow hunting seasons to be a serious threat to the future of bow hunting. The Pope and Young Club therefore recommends the crossbow should not be considered for any use in bow hunting only season. Also, the club strongly recommends that crossbow hunting be abolished from all existing bow hunting only seasons. We encourage all states and provinces which desire to allow use of crossbows for hunting big game to require mandatory crossbow-specific education, licensing, seasons, and reporting requirements. Ag- agreed, Pope and Young Club. <laughs> Preach. Preach. They were Preach. Like, they were Preach. Like, hey, yeah, we kind of get it, but uh, get, out, get out of here with that weak sauce, son. Kurt's hammer just went down. That's exactly what I just said, and that I didn't did, even know this statement what, was on here. Okay, hey, this brings team. up what I was talking about uh, earlier, the way you shoot that canned... Uh, because look at that deer. That deer looks like it's in jail. It's like, hey man, put some money in my books, daddy. It looks sad. So, with the, trying with, to get a Snickers and some ramen. I mean, what do you guys think? To all our listeners, like, do you agree with that crossbow statement, or do you disagree with it? What's your thought on it? Like, am I out of line with my opinion on it? And, and I'm not against it, but I'm against it during regular season. Like, it needs to have, like it said, um, it's on season. It's yeah. To require mandatory crossbow specific education, licensing seasons, and reporting requirements. Okay, but, the, but um, then, okay, if they have their own season, are they going to shorten bow season? No, they get their own two day, two and a half day season after <laughs> January. Two and a half day. After, after <laughs> January. Kirk gives them the 10. two and a half day. Funny enough, their day starts at nine and ends at two. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm joking, but um, high fence position statement, That's which is good they have one. Um, it does not consider Pope and Young does not consider game proof fence enclosures to be a condition meeting the basic tenets of fair chase. Fair chase is defined as the ethical, sportsmanlike, and lawful pursuit of free range, free ranging wild animals in a manner which does not give the hunter an improper, unfair advantage over the animal. As such, the club does not accept any entries into its record program, which has been taken from within a game proof fence enclosure. So they're not going to take anything from the United States after Trump builds his wall. Uh, they have a drone one antler buying this is something that probably a lot of people are curious about and i've never actually it's been a while since i've read this um the pope young does not condone the buying or selling of wildlife this includes antlers and horns um the unpropelled success of wildlife conservation and subsequently our hunting heritage is a direct result of the establishment and maintenance of the north american model of wildlife conservation one of the key principles of North American model wildlife conservation speaks to the notion of trade and wildlife and wildlife parts, the elimination of markets and commerce of wildlife. Um, in present day, the practice of buying and selling antlers and horns inevitably contains an abuse of the Boone and Crockett and Pope and Young scoring system. 
Using score to assign monetary values to animals and antlers slash horns is counter to the very purpose and objectives of the scoring system. This act defines the very purpose we hunt, the values that hunting teaches, and the public acceptance of hunting. Furthermore, the exorbitant figures often attached, coupled with tremendous media and industry attention, can lead to either unethical and illegal behavior by some, or the perception that such behavior is pervasive. To that end, the Pope and Young Club has a policy that removes our volunteer certified measures from any involvement within the buying and selling of antlers, horns, and those that choose to do so. Which is why, oops, sorry, but my, uh-huh. which is why I always avoided avoided um, auctions. That yeah, and I'm like, I can't go to those. I don't want to go to them. Right? Yeah, yep. Here's, Not to mention, it makes people want to hunt. It makes people want to find your sheds. Yeah. And it makes people that don't hunt. Can I? I'm going to buy antlers for my dog shoes. Yeah. Here's <laughs> here's where I'm like 50-50 with this. Like, I don't – and I I do agree with, with Pope and Young's decision because, again, they're like, you know, we don't want people buying things and then entering fake records and, but they you know, just have causing the... – but they – it's it's an absolute necessity for oh, what yeah. they're doing – so if it, I've been means, asked by people to measure deer. I know they didn't. I kind of call the. I call people out. Uh, not call them out. Like I know what you're doing, but um, I know for a fact I've been asked by maybe maybe only three to five times by people. Hey, uh, can you measure a deer? Well, and I was asked, was it a bow kill? Whatever. No, no, no. I got it from so and so. Like yeah. And I know they want to measure on it for a value on it. Yeah, and you know. Where I'm at with that, you know, it it's, again, 50-50. So if, say, I meet, you know, little old Ethel, you know, I help her put her groceries in her car, and she's all of a sudden like, <laughs> hey, I got some. Again. She's like, hey, I got some elk antlers you want to buy, <laughs> you know. They're just laying around. Five bucks can take them. You know, it's nothing like that. That's, I mean, that's I, different, I, yeah. I, And I get where you're talking about that whole big trade deal. And, like, if I bought, if I got one from a garage sale and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to take this to an auction this week, yeah. and you want to measure it for me so I can know, like, oh, yeah, this is Yeah, and again, it's like, it's like, hey, man, could I give you, like, 20 bucks for those antlers ba- versus we're going to go out at night with rifles and go hunt some bucks and drop them and then saw their antlers off and sell them. I can understand how that's going to lead up to it, and Pope and Young doesn't want anything to do with that. So people are going to argue, though. Where's it end? Where's it start? Where's it end? Know. Where's it start? Oh, and there is an man. Argument. You know, it's not like it's not like the way it used to be, guys. It never used to be that way, but you know, it's just man. What can you do? I feel you. This is an important one. It's off what we're talking about, but uh, I think it's cool they have this in here and. Um, they ask us when you fill out the fair chase form if you enter an animal in the record book. It's probably is, one uh, of the coolest parts, I think. Yeah, is is the uh, the search and recovery position statement. Uh, I think this is important, and it's, this is reading this is probably going to get a lot of people to want to join the club, and and a lot of people that just eh, I'm not a member and I don't care whatever whatever's fine. I encourage you to join. It it, it supports what we do. Um, it is the responsibility of all hunters to give total effort to recover an animal by track and trail until every reasonable possibility has been exhausted. This is a fundamental principle of ethical hunting and is well understood in our heritage and taught in hunter education. This ethic, coupled with the fact that the club's record program records only bow-harvested animals, translates into a policy stating that an animal for which the search was abandoned and the animal later recovered will not be eligible Ooh. for entry. Um, how how far is later? I would say if you shot a deer today and you didn't find it until 
three weeks from now. Oh yeah, because they could say, yeah, maybe he recovered and then if got you hit shot by a, a deer today, okay. being Wednesday, whatever day it is, and you search tomorrow and the next day and the next day and you found it Saturday. I would say that's acceptable. Yeah, but as far as yeah, a couple of weeks or you find him, I personally would say that's acceptable. Well, yeah. Okay, yeah. So like a week is a stretch. I don't know if Ooh. if you. Came I would. To me, I would say it is. I would say it probably is. If you came to me and I didn't know you, and you're like, "Hey, I, I shot this 140 in shape pointer. I want to enter it in the record book." Um, I looked every day for a week to find it, and I finally found it. I would probably what I would do is call Pope and Young, and because we I can we can do that they're cool like that they'll answer they'll answer your questions and I would say hey this is the situation they would probably ask what did the deer look like when it was when it was found well, was they, it ate up was it freshly ate I, did yeah. it look like it'd been dead for a week assuming like, if that ever happens to any of our listeners get field photos um, always I always recommend that if you kill a deer or an animal you want to enter in the record book. Take a field photo. There, Pope 140 Young, inch eight. Yeah, you're going to anyway. It, it goes a long way for history and the memory of your kill to have a photo of it, a good clean photo in the field. And and Pope and Young will want one. They like to have a, like to have a field photo. And I always tell people, you know, get the highest quality image photo you have. And and, and when you give it to me, because they want one sent in, get a, get a good print of it because you never know. You could be in their magazine, The Ethic. You know. Yep. So. I don't know. I'd say depends on your situation. Yeah. A couple of days, I'd say you're good because sometimes you might take you two days to look for a deer. You know, sometimes you might shoot them late in the evening and let them lay overnight. You might not find them till the afternoon. Or Well, for Steve, it'd take him a month, so. <laughs> I couldn't get my golf cart in there, so I don't want to go look in there. <laughs> Wait till it's light enough and eaten to drag it back up the ravine. Oh, because apparently I'm afraid of the dark, huh? You are afraid of the dark, son. Um, that's... The Pope and Young, we kind of went off on that, but I think that's yeah. interesting stuff, man. I think uh, if you didn't know that, it's it's good to know. A lot of them I didn't know the exact. I didn't know that. The wordage. That stuff. Um, Pope and Young has a museum. While we're talking about it, it's it's pretty cool to see. They got Fred you've been, Bear's You've hat. been there, haven't you? Yeah, I took my measures class there. It, it's pretty cool, man. They got a lot of neat stuff. And where's that at again? Uh, it is in oh, it's Chatfield, Minnesota. Yeah, Chatfield, Minnesota. Um, if you want to check that Minnesota. out, Minnesota. Monday through Friday, eight to four thirty. Saturday, ten to five. Admission is free. Donations welcome. I'd love. No, to it's a uh, call like Minnesota. No, don't do that to me. Yeah, right I'm doing it. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's pretty cool. You can get on there. I think it's forty bucks, thirty five, forty bucks a year to be a member. Um, thirty five dollars enter an animal. Free newsletter book. though. Yeah, you get that. I don't know. It's a good club, man. And they I also think so. have, if you're looking, they have a list of all the measures around you. Correct. Yep. On yep. the website, if you need to find a measure. Yep, you can go on there and search um, anyone you need to in your area, and, yeah, you can find them. So I'm on there. If you're in my area, you can look me up and call me, and I can measure it. I have time. It seems like I don't have time to do any of that stuff anymore, but I'm sitting here talking with you, buffoon, so. <laughs> well, I mean, life could always be worse. I mean, you could be uh, you know, working instead of hanging out with us, drinking a couple cold ones, talking hunting. This is what this is what this podcast has really been about, guys. Oh, Drinking yeah. beer and talking hunting. Well, talking boys, no talking random shit about hunting. We went in raw on this podcast. And, raw uh, dog did. It, it came out. <laughs> I enjoyed it, man. <laughs> I did, too. It probably uh, listens really bad. That's cool, though. I doubt it. We've had worse. 
<laughs> yeah, we sure have. <laughs> We've had better too, so yeah, we're right in the pocket. It's like Leahy was. I think it's about time to sign off here, boys. I think uh, so too. Workingclassbowhunter.com, everyone. The store is live. Um, Go buy some stuff. I just said that. Oh, you did? Yeah, I don't didn't step hear you. Up. <laughs> I didn't hear you. Because I peaked the mic. Jesus. All right. The store, workingclassbowhunter.com. The shoot, uh, May 6th. If yes. you're interested, let us know. Shoot us a message, Facebook, Instagram. Email us. Reach out to us. We're, we like hearing from everyone. And if you can't make it, donate your 25 bucks to Dark Horse Lodge. You can go to darkhorselodge.org or smile.amazon.com. Uh, well, actually, that's just if you're, if you're just on Amazon. Just go donate to their uh, website. If you have any questions, call them. Or if you feel bad about both, just go to workingclassbowhunter.com and get yourself a working class bowhunter hat. Boom. Maybe you'll get a you'll get a girl good girlfriend with you, and then uh, kill a big deer this bow season because that's just what it does. I mean, it's good luck, luck of the podcast, man. Good you luck. get a lady. Okay, we're and getting a stud. loose. All right, this bush lights for you. Go shoot your bow. We love you. Later. Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss Life on the Water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment.